3: This is Unbreakable with Jay Glazer, a mental health podcast, helping you out of the gray and into the blue. Now, here's Jay Glazer.
4: Welcome into Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer. I'm Jay Glazer. And look, you know, every week we try and give you somebody amazing, cool, innovative, a disruptor. And man, we've got that and so much more with my guest today. Before I I get to him, got to uh, chime in with the people who pay our bills. So if you're like many people, you'll be surprised to learn that one in five adults in this country experienced mental illness last year, yet far too many fail to receive the support they need. Carolyn Behavioral Health is doing something about it. They understand that behavioral health is a key part of whole health, delivering compassionate care that treats physical, mental, emotional, and social needs in tandem. Carolyn Behavioral Health, raising the quality of life through empathy and action. All right, gang, again, welcome into Unbreakable, a mental health podcast with Jay Glazer and Josh Altman today, the one and only Josh Altman. I mean, look, this guy has built an empire. He's on a billion TV shows now um, that he kind of created this brand. Hey, Look, Josh, I love having you on because I, people think it's a mental health podcast and we talk about, you know, just mental health issues. It's not. Our mental health issues also leads to mental wealth. And I'm trying to expand this out and how we can use a lot of stuff between our ears, behind our ribcage to build things we can never, ever, ever imagine. When did you first of all, welcome, brother.
5: (laughs) First of all, can I (laughs) just say something before we start? Let's do it. I love you, bro. I love you. I love you. You have such a major impact on my life, the success that I try to create every single morning. I've been through, I know it's not like, you know, I'm not going to get deep here or anything, but I've been through a lot of gyms in my life. And the moment I found Unbreakable, which is my gym, mm-hmm. every freaking day of the year, uh, even on Sundays, it put me in a position to succeed. It set me up for success, as my wife says all the time. Yeah. How she says she sets me up for success. Unbreakable is part of my Daily routine on so many different levels, and uh, I just wanted to say thank you before we even get started. This is not like, oh, I'm on Jay's podcast or this or that. (laughs) This is like, you are true family in so many different ways, man. You're always there for me, and I appreciate it. So this is my pleasure and an honor to be on your podcast. So thanks for having me, man.
4: I want people to know this. I didn't fucking pay him a dime to do (laughs) anything, but I need you walking around with me like 24 seven. But that's the whole thing, like. you know, again, we, Unbreakable is not a gym. It's a community and yeah. we need community. One of the pillars of my, of Unbreakable is find your team. And for me, like that cage, that mat, the boxing ring, the gym has always been more of a mental health place for me than a physical health. Yeah. And, yeah. and you're living that it, now also. Like when we have problems, you got to go inside those doors. Like I, I'll tell you where I got this from. Man, Randy Couture one time went out in a fight, had the greatest fight of his life, but before in the locker room, he got hit with the most fucked up thing you've ever seen, a legal type thing. And he went down and won the heavyweight championship of the world. And I was like, dude, how did you do that? And he said, that cage is the only place my problems can't touch me. And I don't let them. So when I, will, when I built Unbreakable it was with that same thing of our problems can't touch us in there. And if they do, we got a team to help us.
5: And I, look, I'm I'm a team guy, Jay. You know that. I mean, I may not have been the most famous uh, uh, field goal kicker in the world. Maybe <laughs> I was a backup at Syracuse. I don't know. But – the team mentality for me throughout life uh throughout business uh is so, it's so integrated into the success of what we have. Yeah. My brother and I and my wife here at Altman Brothers real estate. It's, you know, teamwork makes the dream work. And I have a million ways to say it because I was on a college football team. I have a million, you know, t-shirts that say when I, when I was at Syracuse, teamwork makes the dream work. There's no I in team, whatever it may be, but. It actually is. It's extremely true. And uh, that was probably one of the best things I could have ever done is just grown up in sports, whatever level you're in. It doesn't matter. But for my parents who have pushed me through that process, it's, it's so important. And so, yes, what you have created with the team, because it's funny you say that I was filming a million dollar listing today. Right. So season fifteen, which is just insane. Unreal. Right. Comes out this year. And so I rolled into the gym at, you know, five fifty-five this morning. And uh, you know, the guys were like, Oh, Altman's definitely filming today he's <laughs> here early, and you know, I gotta get to that. <laughs> gotta mindset. get the swole on. <laughs> yeah, I gotta get it because it's it's different mindsets. And then when I show in it, show up at like ten o'clock, they were like, Altman, no showings this morning. So it's, it's just different, but it's all part of the family. And I love it, man. I have a blast there. Love Every day is, is, it's it's fun. And it's the best way in the world to start off your, your, your life, your day.
4: So you have created an industry. Like I said, you're a disruptor. Like there was you a million dollar listening. This is, you know, it's 15 seasons, which is incredible. But before that, there was nothing like, and even so as Tom's gone on, it's become a juggernaut. You've become a star and. You know, my partner in crime all, all these years has been Michael Strahan. And when I was starting back in the day, he's like, you're making an industry out of nothing. Like, there was no minute-by-minute minute breaking news guy way back in the day before myself and John Clayton and Len Pasquarelli and, and Chris Mortensen really really started this. When we did. We created kind of something out of nothing. And, and I saw it. I'm like, man, people want this breaking news. When did you see it? Did you kind of... Will this say, no, there's, this is a TV show, I want this to be something bigger, or did it kind of happen upon you the other way around?
5: Well, listen, <laughs> you know, people watch the show, Million Dollar List, and they go, oh, that guy's lucky, you know. He, no
4: such thing as being lucky.
5: Yeah, lucky. Yeah. He, you know, he get, He's just, he was born with it, or he had connections, or this or that, and I love hearing that because it's just literally the total opposite. Yeah. My brother and I, you know my brother, we moved out to L.A., LA and 2002. We didn't know anybody. We didn't have any money. We, when people say luck, we go, yeah, we created it by putting ourselves in situations, uh, where we can take the shot and actually, you know, have a chance to, to, to be lucky ourselves and, and create that luck. But there's been a lot of highs and lows throughout the process. Uh, you know, Mike, Michael Strand's amazing, by the right. way. He's, you know, he, he's definitely a, uh, uh, someone who we look up to because we actually, I did a real estate deal with him and it was funny. The one thing that I, I realized very quickly with him, everybody likes that guy. He's extremely positive and I have no idea. <laughs> and it's a great way to go through life. And I always said, I, I whenever people ask me today, they're like, uh, you know, they asked me about Michael. I go, yeah, I said, of course. Yeah. Everything he, he has, he deserves it. He, he's that good type of guy. And you're the same type of thing, Jay. And, and you know,
4: by, by the way, you talk about team and like what we do for you. Yeah. And again, people, you say you're lucky and you know, me, like when I was, you know, on this and you again came out of here, not knowing what the hell you're doing. I was making 9,450 bucks a year for the first 11 years of my career and I was oh. so broke and stray hand felt bad for me. So he drove my broke ass back into New York City every single day for the first seven years of our career because I couldn't afford subway and bus fare to Giant Stadium back and forth every day. So I own like 28 grand in Lincoln Tunnel. Fare. <laughs> but it's also we build these teams now rely on each other. Go ahead,
5: I'm sorry. He, he, he is great, but you know, a lot of people see the show and they, they think it's easy. You know, so we came out, you got to realize I was in the mortgage business before we started building what we had. My brother was a talent agent and we had reinvested all of our money in real estate, all of it. And we kept him doing well and the market kept him going up. What, what year is this? What year is this? 2002 okay. to 2007. Great. You know, I remember the first time I saved five grand to my name. I was in the God. freaking mailroom, okay, in Hollywood for some talent agency. Listen we to this, $5. everyone. Yes. $5.60 an hour, and I saved $5,000 at the end of the year from eating, you know, the same stuff we ate in college, you know, cup oh, of ramen new- noodles. Ramen noodles, yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> we all say ramen noodles. Say <laughs> it. <But> anyway, <laughs> I still eat it today. Wait it's so you. good.
5: <laughs> <laughs> and my brother saved five grand to his name, and we had yep. 10 grand, and I remember walking into the bank. And they gave us a loan and I was like, wait, I don't understand. We, you're going to give us 300 grand to go buy a house off of us having 10 grand. And you know, it was at the time when you, you were getting 90% financing, 95% financing, whatever it was. We took that money. We bought our first place. We flipped it three months later and by paycheck is how we did it. One paycheck, we go to Home Depot, put on our football jerseys. And for those of you who don't know, I was a kicker at Syracuse. My brother was a kicker at University of Colorado. You know, so we had our football jerseys that were clean for four years straight. We never had to actually wash our jerseys because we were backup kickers. So we would go paint the house one week. The next week we get another paycheck. We would knock down a wall. The next week we get another paycheck. We change out a, a light fixture. Anyways, 90 days into it. The place looked way better than when we bought it. We put it on the market and we ended up selling it for $200,000 more than what we bought it for. At that point, I realized in my life a couple of things. One, we're in the wrong business. I said, if we can make this money doing this, uh, sky's the limit. I quit my job in the mailroom. Matt quit his job and we started flipping houses. And so we took that two hundred grand, and I did two things with it. First... I rollerbladed to the Jeep Cherokee dealership because I couldn't afford a car at the time. And I, first thing I did was I bought a car. So I threw my rollerblades in the back and uh, drove home in a brand-new Jeep Cherokee. That was the first thing I did. Next thing I did was I quit my job, right? Those two things. Right. Then we took the rest of the money and we put it into the next house. And we did it again and again. And you got to realize, 2003, 4, five, six, the market's going up. We're having a lot of success. We become... Yeah, you know, I'm 26. I become an official millionaire because I think I had a million dollars and fifty cents, whatever. I remember that moment of seeing my bank account. Oh my god, I, I have a million dollars! Like I never, I, I was making six dollars and fifty cents a few years ago in the mailroom, and it was a crazy thing for us. We never thought it was going to end. And so here's your here's your unbreakable moment because obviously right. I'm a big no
4: fan, no don't I hey guess. no I gotta ask that later in the show but go ahead all right this will right, be one all of all them time. but go ahead. This is one of
5: them and we're sitting there and we find a house that we love that has two master bedrooms. We buy the house because we love it, not because we're looking at it as an investment. 2007 and a half, the market crashes. I own a mortgage company. I have 20 people working with me. I remember putting chains on the office door of that mortgage company wow. and realizing very quickly, I, I, I wake up and I'm like, wow. I have zero money coming in now, and I have a mansion that I just bought. I have multiple cars. It was like that poster, Jay. Remember when we were kids? Yeah. Decisions, 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 and it's all the fancy cars. You got to realize I never thought it was going to end. I thought I knew everything. I'm a 26-year-old kid. And, you know, one by one, those cars were gone, Uh, and eventually we ended up selling the house and lost everything. Wow. Uh, including (laughs) the entire down payment, which was every dollar that we had made in the 12 previous flips.
4: And you think your world's just coming to an end, right? And you're talking about an unbreakable moment.
5: When I, when I tell you, man, we, so we went from, and it was a castle, the house, right? It looked Mm -hmm. like a castle. It was like a Spanish castle it almost feels like I'm making up some story. I went from the castle right. down to the the duplex, right? Not that there's anything wrong with the duplex unless you lived in a castle.
4: You did the reverse before. Jeffersons, right?
5: <laughs> so that was a tough, you know, it took me many yeah. years. And I travel around the country and I talk to a lot of uh, uh entrepreneurs, real estate agents, mortgage professionals, just salespeople. Uh, it took me many, many years to actually get to the point of my story where I now am going to tell you where I was at. I ended up going through a place where I felt I was unbreakable, where there was a place where I was at the top of the world. I was young. Uh I didn't have, I, I didn't have any real, really anything else to worry about because I was me and my brother living out of a suitcase, flipping these houses. And then, it, uh, you know, and then we're at where we are. And very quickly, I went into a downward spiral uh of a depression. And, you know, it's interesting that you, you learn a lot and I can look back at it now because of where I am and I have two amazing children and an amazing wife and, you know, realize very quickly that's all that matters. It's not bullshit you see on TV. It's not, Hey, who's got the biggest listing? You know, I've been through a lot recently and, and, and you start, you, you realize what's important in life. When I went through that downward spiral, uh, I started, I, you know, I was the guy who was always like, Hey, let's go to the club. I got the table. We're good. We're cool. You know, and I had all these people hanging around me and it was fun. And I found myself lying to them when, uh, when I lost everything, right? Because I felt like they wouldn't want to be friends with me anymore because I was that guy that always took care of everything.
4: That's a, that's a and dark place, man. That's a dark place.
5: That was, a, that was tough. So, that's so the first thing place. I did, of course, was lie, right? I did, I did, I was embarrassed. I was actually really embarrassed that, uh, that I had made it and then I lost it. And then, uh, the next thing I did was, as you know, because I, I work out at your gym every day, working out to me since I was a young guy, my, my dad, uh, got into the workout habit. And so I started working out when I was 14. That was just like my thing. I would go with him to the gym whenever he was ready to go. And, uh, I, at that point when I was, when I had lost everything from that castle and all my cars and everything like that, I stopped working out. And so not only was I messed up mentally, but I was messed up physically, which was mentally, right? Because I didn't have that moment every morning where I felt like it was a new day, whether I'm, you know, working out, sweating it out in the sauna, sitting in the cold plunge, whatever it was at that time that kind of reversed me every morning to kind of remotivate me to take over the world in my mind. I didn't get out of bed for, I think it was four or five months. The Those are went. the
4: hardest workouts because...
1: Call 800 333 kia for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and five-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for
3: details. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work.
5: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. And it was tough because uh, I was lucky to have my brother because we continually tried to motivate each other to crawl out of that hole. Uh, And it ain't as easy as you think it is. And, you know, I always thought of myself as a super smart Kind of hustler, smooth, kind of operator, like, I got this, I got this, and then I didn't have any of that anymore. And I realized it comes with confidence, but it also, it, when you lose everything you have, you lose that too.
4: You lose the mask. Yeah.
5: I you hate to what? say this, but it's like the yes. fake it till you make it, and then you make it, and then you can't fake it. It's, it's really a, it messes with you. And I did you know. on TV
4: for years. Like no one knew I was in this kind of pain. They just knew I was. They knew I was crazy, but they didn't know I was in pain. I did it, <laughs> I did it for years and years and years. And uh, yeah, sometimes look, I, I miss the mask, and we need that mask. But also, like what you're saying right here, also is a great lesson because people think, you know, people always say, "Ah, oh, quitting is not an option. Quitting is fucking easiest option in the world." Quitting is the easiest option in the world. It sits on your shoulder every single day of your life. And it gets us to lay in bed. And it's hard to get out of bed. And it's hard to make sure we go do those workouts. So those times that we do pick ourselves up and we go and we brush that thing off our shoulder, that's man, that's our currency. The 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 bottle service and the 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 popularity, that's not the real currency. The money's not the real currency. Overcoming things like this, that's real currency.
5: Yeah. So we, it's funny. So people always say, so how did you actually become a real estate agent? And it's my brother and I, so we were broke again and we tried to motivate ourselves by going around on Sundays to open houses while you're doing football, we're doing open houses, right? Your big Sunday is our big Sunday now. And we, we used to find ourselves going to open houses and walking through mansions because that was something that helped fuel the fire inside us and keep going and it was free right, right. it was free you don't you don't right. have to pay to go see a cool house you go to an open house
4: and there's food and booze it's free.
5: <laughs> not at that time but oh. now you got a billion dollars hey $6. when i was
4: broke i used to go to these like sit in the super bowl press room i had no money for literally my first super bowl i didn't have money for food i went in the super bowl press room for the food that they gave out and the super bowl parties to feed myself true story man oh, true bro. story go ahead back. so 1995.
5: To do that, to keep the motivation going. And let me tell you, people, you know, from there, it wasn't even easy. It was still, we still went through multiple tries to try to find out what our next thing would be. And I remember I'm not going to bore you with the stuff that we failed at, but we failed multiple times again, trying to climb out of that hole. But I remember sitting with a a mentor of mine. He's a big real estate guy. And he goes, "You guys got to stop with the kind of get rich quick attitude." You know, he said that that's not that's not something that's going to work in the long run. It's not good for you mentally. He said, "You got to find out what you love because the thing that he said to us is he's got the greatest job in the world cuz he doesn't work a day in his life." He says, "I love what I do, which means I don't work. I just do what I love." And we ca- continued the conversation over months and and we realized my God, we love looking at houses. That's our thing. We actually enjoy doing that. And we're sales guys, right? We were mortgage brokers. We were flipping houses and here we are looking at houses. And that was the natural transgression to, uh, to become real estate agents. And that's how we became real estate agents. So it wasn't out of anything except for the love of that, the success that we have and you know, we, we sell a lot of real estate. We sell.
2: Oh, wait,
4: wait, wait, wait! But are yeah. So no, way back in our in our little ADHD asses, we're going to go yeah. on these tangents. How did the TV? You got show that come too. Down? I yeah. got that too. I got everything. <laughs> I got depression, anxiety, ADHD, bipolar, LMNOP. You got whatever. I got- <laughs> we. I got to go big and everything. What? When? How did the TV show become part of it? They come to you, or do you create it and go to them?
5: So we're in real estate. So we're walking up and down the same streets of the business that we used to be in and as mortgage brokers where we successful and now we're not and i said the same thing and this is look this is a mentality that we've had as altmans for a long time which was go big or go home that works for some approaches it doesn't work for other people for us it was like okay we're gonna go sell a house just like when we mortgage houses why not mortgage the biggest ones why not sell the biggest ones and so I said, look, we were living at the time in a place uh in, uh where were we? We were out, we were in like Silver Lake, and then we were in Melrose area, like right. near Melrose High School and whatever. And I said, if I'm going to be a realtor, I want to sell re- houses in Beverly Hills, because that's Beverly Hills, the big, bad houses. And it's like kicking a football, right? A 20-yard field goal. Is the same as a fifty-yard field goal. You kick the ball the same every time. That's what our coach used to tell us. Kick the ball the same. Kick the ball the same because you get in your head and you're all screwed, and you got to have ice water in your veins. And if you think that your fifty-yarder is a twenty-yarder, you're, you're going to nail it all the time. So we had that kicker mentality, and so I said, "Well, if we're going to sell houses, let's go. Let's go with one of these uh, fancy firms in Beverly Hills." And that's what we did. We walked into this 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 company which was actually run by Rick Hilton, Paris Hilton's dad. Remember, you know, the Hilton family, the big bad Hilton family, you know, real estate legends. And we walked in there and I remember he said, you know, we don't hire new agents, sorry guys. And I remember I'm picking my brother under the table and I go I just like I was like, "No, no, no, we sold 13 houses, Rick." <laughs> Meanwhile, the thirteen were our own and we had yeah. lost everything on the thirteenth. You were hey, but you sold thirteen hours. You weren't lying. We weren't lying. <laughs> they were we weren't lying. Well, we were coming be because because we, we had an agent for us then. But uh but you still
4: sold them. We
5: still sold them. <laughs> we got in the door, and you know, they gave us the 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 I don't know, it's a generous clock, whatever it was, but we worked our way up from there and you know. We dialed for dollars. We pounded the pavement. It was just my brother and I, and we did the only thing we knew how to do, which was just, you know, work nonstop because we were always workers. My grandfather, who came over from Europe, from Russia, who pushed a push cart in New York City, he was a worker. My dad was a worker. It was just – it was installed from us from the beginning. Yeah, that was it. Slow-
4: <laughs> you You're still ADHD. Bring it in. You're still – still have an answer. How did the TV part come about?
5: Jay, here you go. Here's, here you go. So <laughs> – we By the way, the if you're people. on our Sunday
4: show, we would have wrapped you like our producer, Ben Richards, <laughs> after your are rap wrap, wrap.
5: <laughs> So here we are. Here we are, right? We sell our first deal. It wasn't a $20 million deal. It was the $1.4 million deal. I remember everything about that deal like I needed air at the time.
4: Great. Because I that's
5: what that. I needed. I needed that commission. And uh, we ended up selling a house to uh, a young lady named Kim Kardashian. An eight hundred thousand dollar condo, and we met her. No way! And we met her at the house, the castle that we used to have when we rented it out when we couldn't afford the mortgage anymore. So we rented it out to parties, and we met her at the party that was being filmed for something. Wow! Talking to her, next thing you know, we're selling her place for eight hundred grand. It was a condo. Okay, this is wow! This is real shit, Jay. It's unbelievable. Yeah, no, this is, this is how it happened. And then Kim introduces us to her sister who introduces us to somebody else. Next thing you know, we're, we're selling a couple houses to some well-known young Hollywood. And I get a call from a show called Million Dollar Listing and I had heard about the show. I never had seen it. And they go, yeah, we, we saw you in the newspaper selling a house for someone and, uh, uh, we'd like to meet with you. And I think I got the gig. Right. I'm like, oh, my God. I could. First thing I do, you know, I call my mom, mom, you know, back in Boston. Ma, I got the gig. I'm going to be on TV. And uh, uh here we are. And I walk in to go meet with them. And there's 500 agents waiting in a waiting room to meet with them. You know, first thing I do, Ma, no gig. No. Right. Gig, right? <laughs> I didn't get it. But, you know, my mom, she already called half wow. of Boston, Massachusetts anyways I go back I go back seven times I eventually get the gig that's how I got million dollars
4: well let, well let me tell you how iconic you are now I didn't know the show was out before you after you I started watching it it's like you built it you've taken it to a different level I didn't know that that's why I asked you the question of did the show come to you you came to did it come to you you uh, built it that's incredible but that's also a testament to what you guys have been able to do you've taken something again like NFL reporting is around way before me. Right? But there's something you take and there's a way to take it and and reprise it to something bigger than it has been. That's what you've done.
0: At Grand Canyon University, we believe in equal opportunity and the American dream starts with purpose. Whether your pursuit involves a bachelor's, master's or doctoral degree, GCU's learning environments are designed for supportive networking and collaboration. With over 330 academic programs, GCU provides a path to help you fulfill your dreams. The pursuit to serve others is yours. Find your purpose at GCU. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu.
3: I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where...
5: Yeah, absolutely. And look, we go we go all in. And it was a uh, – it's tough because I opened up my life to the world. I didn't sign up for this. I'm not an actor. Just like, you know, you're on TV. You're not an actor. You're just doing what you love. And so you get the good with the wait bad. Wait a minute.
4: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Back up. Wasn't Ballers for five years. Don't forget that. Wasn't Ballers for five my years. My favorite
5: show, especially – Although you're right.
4: Game. I was playing my normal asshole self. So, yeah, still not an actor. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Sorry.
5: <laughs> so we get my favorite, the Little Wayne song. that came in Unbreakable. Yes, the guy yes. jumps up, which I've jumped—not that high, but I've jumped up pretty high. On those and matches. you
4: know who that was, ma'am?
5: No, who was that?
4: That was one of the man, one of the first guys NFL players we trained there. His name is Ronnie Hillman. Ronnie was a running back for the Broncos. Ronnie passed this past year, 31 <laughs> years of age. He was our first. Who was? I think he was our first slew of clients at Unbreakable. And we trained in another gym before that. Man, he was amazing. And then in the beginning of a two, remember, a guys, feet were going real fast, and we used that in, in in ballers too. And that was another young guy we were training. And I sent this video to Steve Levinson and those guys who produce it. I'm like, man, you got to see this. And they're like, can we use it for the opening? I'm like, I guess. That was Odell Beckham. <laughs> and they're like, this wasn't sped up. I'm like, no, this is this guy, man. This this young kid. He's man. This kid's unbelievable. Yeah, the people and, uh, yeah. you have through
5: there, it's, it's so cool. The different faces yeah, cool. that I see in there every day and the people I meet.
4: But there's yeah. no egos. That's the big, and that's the thing. Like people look, and also we do have to play a certain thing on television, but the biggest advice I give everybody also, man, don't ever have an ego. Like always act like you're so grateful. God Almighty, how did I get here? I'm still waiting to wake up in fifth grade and none of this happened. And my mom woke me up for school. And don't ever lose that. Don't act like, oh, I deserve this stuff. No, so I,
5: I, I agree with that. I agree with that. But I will tell you in my business, it, it's interesting. So you have a fine line, right? When I was on the show, when you get on a reality show, for anybody who's about to be on a reality show, when you're the new guy, they hate you. And right? I went through a lot. They
4: hated me too, for years. It
5: takes a couple years when you they yeah. just don't like you because they messed up what they had before.
4: Yes. It's, it's in comfort, yes, yes. Well, they they hated me because I started relationships with players and coaches and no one had those back then. No one it that. as a weapon. So they no hated one me hated it. for it. That. And they used to they used to write shit about Strahan and I. They used to write it publicly about our friendship like now everything's relationship based. So right. I so I understand the hate. Go ahead. And that's hard for people like you and I cuz we want to be so loved. Right. But go ahead. But there's also
5: there's a fine line between ego and confidence. Right, I'm selling multi-million-dollar homes for you know some of the biggest people in Hollywood. It's we can have confidence in life. Still be humble, right? It's the biggest investment of life. They want they want the guy who is confident, who they know is going to treat their big bucks, their houses, like it's their own money, and they're going to fight for every dollar. So they want the confidence, but the ego. It's such a fine line that I balance all the time. And trust me, since I've had kids. Ego ain't shit. And I'm sorry if you're not supposed to, to, to swear on your podcast, but I'm just
4: fucking cursed nine
5: times already. (laughs) That, that's, that's how I roll and that's who I am. But there's a big difference, especially when you're dealing with people that I deal with daily in the, the high net worth individuals that I deal with where you meet these people who change the world. They create things that make the world better. They're heads of industries or this or that. And you realize it's not ego. It's confidence in what they do. But also, you know, it's, it's that they, they, they want to be confident in you. So that you have to realize what that is. You have to make sure you don't, you don't cross that line because ego is obnoxious and people get turned off of it. But there is a fine line there where they do want you to be confident,
4: but confidence and humility. So you can have them both, right? So what? no, you still want to be, look, you walk in a, a cage of ring, you, you got to be the most. You want that fucking confidence. Yes. Even if you think that other fucking guy's going to win, just got to go in there like, I'm going to make this the worst afternoon of his life. That's the yep. way we try and train. But also we don't want to act like assholes when we do it. Correct. We still act like we're grateful. Like, man, I still, I just, I never want to act like I'm owed it. I always want to just, so I always keep in the back of my mind, be that little kid in fifth grade, still waiting to wake up. Like I can't believe it. And exactly. that humility, if it just kind of rides in our personality, it helps us out.
5: And I realized after a couple years on the show that vulnerability is super important. People actually relate to you because of that. You can be real, like you're human. Never before, you know, more than these past few years of my life have I realized that it's okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to talk to yep. people. It's okay. It's okay to be honest and full with people where before it's, it's, I wasn't that guy. I'll just admit it. Just, I wasn't that guy. I was always the hard hitting. I'm not going to show anybody what I do. I'm not going to show my cards, you know, boom, boom, boom. I don't care. I'm unstoppable. I'm unbreakable. And then you get through situations in life where you do break and you realize your real friends come out, number one. And two, even little things when I had when I had children that I would call my clients and say, hey, i love to talk to you right now about your house, but my kid's home. I hadn't seen them all day. I just want to be with him for 10 minutes right now. Can I call you in a little bit? And they go, awesome. Have fun. I love that. Call me later. And you get a different part of respect when you open yourself up to people. And, uh, uh, you know, that also just comes with age, man. You know, you're... you're You get into a league with a lot of these guys. Like remember, I play, I played with a lot of these guys and Madonna McNabb was my quarterback. We won the Big East championship. I was in the Orange Bowl, the Fiesta Bowl. Uh, uh, my brother was, was over at University of Colorado, probably the last time and they were good before now, right? So we've been, we know these guys and they actually love us because they make fun of us because we're kickers, but that's okay.
4: No, you know what? It was crazy. I go around a training camp. I was on your show that one time and I go around a training camp. I can't. But yet, and I've told you this: How many freaking people in the NFL watch Million Dollar Listing? They go home, they sit there, and they watch their wives. And you know why would they ever tell me that? Because you're not just going to randomly tell me what you watch. But you know, I was the episode. I, I mean, it was unbelievable how many fucking dudes in the NFL, players, coaches, general manager. Yeah. Dude, you're on our favorite show. Not just they watch it. You're on our favorite show. Yeah. My fiance Rosie. She freaking. You know, we have all these celebs in the the gym. And her first time in there, and she saw you. She's like, "Josh Alma works on here." Renee and I watch the show yeah. all the time. Oh my gosh! So I'm like, "Are you guys shitting me?" Hey, thank, I saw thank you. I you that, guys me. going crazy about. It. Are you kidding me?
5: I know I'm the most <laughs> average body type in that gym, so I appreciate you saying that. But, it's you know, unbelievable. Yeah. In my mind, I look in the gym. I, I look in the mirror, and I see some of the other guys in the gym in my mind. But okay. there you go. I
4: want I want you all to know, and I'm breakable. We've had everyone working down there, from The Rock and Demi Lovato to Snoop Dogg, the Wiz Khalifa, to this person, that person, this person, and my fiance and her sister walk in. They're like, "Oh my god, there's Josh Altman!" Oh, oh my god! And, and, and it, it was unbelievable. It was, and I was oh, like, man. "Holy shit! Do I tell Josh this or not? Because he's just gonna wear me out." So uh, I, I, I saw, I saw you at <laughs> my
5: boy, my client, my very. Yep. Friend Sean McVay on the show, right? Yep, 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 yep. And and you know Sean's one of our best friends. Matt and I, my brother and I, yep. we we text him all the time. And big shout out. Here's to our him.
4: first guest we ever had on this. Yep. Oh, really? So okay. So he just yeah. had a baby, because so because big shout out to Sean. Yes, he was our first guest we ever had because when I first started talking about mental health, um, we had a trip in Cabo. Me, him, and Andrew Whitworth, where they were trying to get me over breaking up with Rosie, and they had a room for me, and I was like isolating Rosie and I had broken up. And they're like, we got your room. Get down here. I went down. I wasn't going to go. Sean was going to leave. And then Whitworth's like, I already paid for the room. Come down here. I'm not going to let you isolate. Ah, fine. I went down there. Sean's like, you're coming. I'm like, I'm coming. He's like, and then I'm going to stay. And we and he stayed that night. He was like, tell me about this mental health, there's depression, anxiety, all this stuff. Well, that's the trip. When we were down there, Matthew Stafford happened to check into our hotel. And that's how they met. Come on. So Yes. So when we, they get the trade done, right, I'm sitting right there to get the deal done. I raise a glass. I go to Rosie Tennyson because if she didn't break up with me, Sean, you still wouldn't have been here. You two wouldn't have met each other. You wouldn't have fallen in love. This deal wouldn't have been done. Rosie Tennyson, we did a shot to her. Now I got back and I'm engaged to Rosie. Stafford's with the Rams. They won a Super Bowl. So, it, you know, it's all I good. I hope but you at yeah. least got <laughs> a ring.
5: I know you had to buy a buyer ring, but did you get a ring out of that? No, no, no. no. But,
4: but that's why Sean was the first guest because – but like even in Unbreakable, the book, I was talking to him about mental health, and yeah. then he really understood it and started being vulnerable and leaning into people. But yes, and that's what you and I actually became closer because of McVeigh and Unbreakable. Yes, it's right. Yeah. Yep. Yep.
5: So I, I think McVeigh is is a perfect example of uh, one of the things that we pride ourselves with, which is surrounding yourself with successful, positive people. And I remember when I first met uh, Sean. like he's one of those guys where you just, you feel good when you're around him, right? He has this positive attitude. He has, it's funny because he talks like a coach, right? He's like, we're going to see this house. We're going to see this house. And then we're going to offer on this house. But if we don't like this house, we're going to go, you know what I mean? He's talking like a coach, but a lot of our success in real estate, which, you know, of course it's, it's, it might be different business than sports or this or that is surrounding yourself with people who care about you who want you to succeed, who, you know, their energy is contagious. And it's the complete opposite of, of of surrounding yourself, which in my life, right, there's a lot of haters. Whenever I post something, whenever I do something, whatever it is, you always have haters. It's, it's more important as blocking those haters out than, you know, than it is to surround yourself with those individuals. And he's one of those guys. And I can tell you, if you have – you don't need 10, you don't need 15 people. You don't even need four people like that in your life. If you can have one person in your life that you can bounce your ideas off, that care about you, that really cares about you, that doesn't want shit from you. Like my wife, for instance, who is such, I mean, she is such a badass. She is a lot of the reason of You know, since I we've been married and I've had kids and my success has gone, you know, way above where it was before. To have someone in your life like that, to bounce off all your ideas and motivate you and is your partner, but a cheerleader at the same time as she will take you down as quick as she pushes you up. All those things are really important. And everybody, all you need is one person. And, you know, there are people out there that that... Would be happy to do that, and so there's a lot of shit going on in the world right now, a lot, yeah. and it can easily take you down. And so it's uh, it's just so important to surround yourself with those yeah. people and
3: talk to those people.
4: G- give me, so we have like seven minutes left, and I have my final question, which will be your unbreakable moment. Give me kind of bullet points, some of the best business lessons you have learned since building this this empire that you now are.
5: Okay, first off, early young Josh Altman, fake until you make it. That's okay. All right? Not all of us have somebody supporting us uh or giving you that door that's going to open for you. Fake until you make it. do what you need to do to get to that moment. We live by a scenario in our office and we have it in lights. Literally in 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 lights over there of a piece of art that says ready, fire, aim. Okay, and I wrote about this in my first book called It's Your Move by Josh Altman, yours truly. (laughs) Ready, fire, aim. What that means is being able to recognize an opportunity when it's in front of you. And instead of taking all this time and waiting to get the perfect shot, get that moment, just take a shot. Take a shot. Man, I love that. It's not about the shot. It's how, if you miss, how you bounce back. But I know so many people in my life That have been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting and they missed the opportunity. The Altman way, look, see the opportunity, find it, take the shot. And if you got to bounce back and mess up, maybe you, you invested all your money in a house and you lost it. It's all about how you bounce back. So ready, fire, aim, not ready, aim, fire. So that's something that we live by. Also choose to be lucky. Okay. Create your own luck. Put yourself in situations where you are rubbing shoulders with the individuals who you want to do work with, who you want to be with. Like I like to say, because I'm a sales guy, the people you want to sell to. I got a a very long story, which I'm not going to get into, which is about how I was at Starbucks one day. An athlete walked into Starbucks. They ended up saying, hey. Like introducing myself, you gotta see this house. I take them from Starbucks to the house and they buy a $20 million house. And it's a long story. I'm not gonna get into it, but everybody says at the end of that story, oh, he's just lucky. That's what they say. But what they don't see is the reason why I was at that Starbucks in the middle of Beverly Hills, where every time instead of going my office, I go there because I know that the high net worth individuals get their coffee there. And I have, you know, everything set up so everyone knows I'm a realtor there. So I put myself in situations to be successful with the type of people that I rub shoulders with. That's number two. So choose And you stand
4: to lucky. out there. You're different. You're not lucky. Like, man, once you get these opportunities, you do something with it.
5: Go ahead. That's right. Ready, fire, aim, choose to be lucky. And the third and last one I'm going to leave you with is treat everybody with respect. So there's a story that I have where I talk about this young lady who called me who wanted to spend $4,000 a month on a lease. And yeah, we do a lot of big deals. So if you if you look at like the commissions on a $4,000 a month lease, it's not a lot compared to the houses we sell. For some reason, I took the deal. I ended up showing her places for lease for a month. And if you actually do the math and the hours, I ended up losing money by doing this deal. The night we closed, she was so happy. She called her dad who happened to be the, the president of a Fortune 500 company. I didn't know about that. The daughter called, which I have a daughter, so I understand what it feels like to have a daughter call you. And I'm so happy, Dad. I got my place of my dreams. And he says, who's your realtor? And he ends up buying a $10 million house through me. Don't judge people, right, by the cover of, of, of what they look like, what they do, or this or that. Treat everybody with respect. You never know where your next deal, your next opportunity comes from. Because it's, listen, life is not a sprint, it's a marathon. And if you put it out there with respect, you're going to get it back. That's all I can say. Those three things.
4: I love that, dude. I love all three. Last question. Give me your unbreakable moment. The moment that should have broken you and didn't. And as a result, you are stronger for the rest of your life. You got that currency forever. You know who you are.
5: I'm uh, again, there are lots of them. I mean, I, I spoke about that main moment in my life before you make it to the mountaintop. What you think is the mountaintop. I ended up losing everything. They're very easy reasons to never get back to where you were. Like you said, it's easy to just stay where you are and stay in your comfort zone and fail surround yourself with successful people that want you to be successful. That was, I I'm lucky. I'm blessed to have my brother. And when we were in the hole, we were in the hole together. When we were trying to climb out, we were trying to climb out together. And so uh, uh, make sure you have somebody, uh, whatever that I call it, the Josh Altman dream team. I know you're going to laugh because I'm in real estate, but it, it, it consists of very important strategic people in my life that get me where I need to be daily, monthly, yearly and in life. Okay. Keep your head up and have fun. You just got to laugh every once in a while.
4: Brother, I love you so much for coming on. I'm proud to be your brother. Proud to be your teammate, man. Yeah, reluctantly, I, I guess I'm okay with Rosie freaking out that you were in the gym.
5: <laughs> hey, thanks for having me on. Seriously, man, I'm I'm a, I'm I'm a fan of you as a person. Oh man, and, and our friendship. And uh, my wife has said hello. You know, we've been through some oh, shit recently, yeah. and uh, she loves. Love you guys. And, uh, thanks for everything, man. Thanks hey, for being a friend.
4: Sometimes in life, you find out who your crew is, right? And That's right. I always want to make sure I'm there for my, my, That's right. I love you, brother. Thanks, Josh Alman, well. Thank you for stopping by Unbreakable.
6: Protect your dream home with American family insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American family insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com
4: products not available in every state discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy discounts do not apply to life insurance policies visit mfm.com to learn how discounts may apply to you american family mutual insurance company si and its operating companies american family life insurance company 6000 american parkway madison wisconsin
1: the elevation with Stephen furtick podcast was created with you in mind this is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from god